See, this is me. Boba Fett. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Chiss Ascendancy Podcast. This is Josiah, and you are on day uh, 25 of 30 Days of Boba Fett. We are almost there. And today, I actually have a fun little uh, extra something for you. I've got my buddy on here, uh, and I know him as Vance Armory on Instagram. Uh, but I'm going to let him introduce himself to you. What's up, man? How's it going? So yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself. So uh, I don't know if this is how it works for you, but uh, when I'm on Instagram, obviously everybody that's kind of in our friend group on Instagram mm. knows that me and Skeleton Astronaut are probably the closest friend I've got on on uh, Instagram. And uh, it's weird because even when I met him in person, I was like, Brandon, it was weird because <laughs> I just hear and see everybody as their uh, as their Instagram profile. So introduce us. Uh, let us know your I guess your real name, if you don't mind. That's and okay. uh, tell us a bit about yourself. Uh, my name is Joe, which is short for Joseph, not Josiah in this instance. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm uh, from Ireland, so I'm several thousand miles away from where you are right now. Um, I started my Instagram page, which is at Vance Armory, about, I think, two years ago now. Um, about the same time that the first season, of, the second season of The Mandalorian started anyway, when... Cobb Vance was first introduced um, and it kind of started out as a fan page for him while also being like a TVC which is Star Wars a vintage collection right. uh, page as well um, I'm, I don't have a huge amount of followers but I'm happy with the people I have because we I get on well with them and yeah. you're, you're one of them so <laughs> that's <laughs> yeah definitely okay yeah. so um, so you're from Ireland so right now we're recording it's almost one o'clock here so it's about 7 p.m. your time thereabouts yeah it's 10 to Wow. Okay. Awesome. Uh, and so would you tell me a little bit about, uh, what put you on to Cobb Vanth? Was it watching him on the Mandalorian or, uh, did you know about him prior to that? Um, I had totally uh, by accident come across him, um, because I'd been reading about the, uh, you know, the aftermath trilogy right, that came out right. back in, was it 2015? Yeah. The um, first one dropped, uh, whenever they had the, the movies more regulated, like every December or whatever they would yeah. have, Hey, the movie comes out this Friday and that same week, there's going to be a visual dictionary. And they had promised a lot of things in the aftermath trilogy. And I think that same week that the force awakens came out in 2015, uh, they released that first aftermath book by, uh, I think the author's name was Chuck Wendig. It was. I think he, he used to write for Marvel as well. Yeah, I think um, he was a comics guy first. Yeah, and we won't get into how he stopped writing for Star Wars. But anyway, um, <laughs> he uh, he I, I sort of read a Wikipedia uh, article about the books, and I I realized I found out that it was this cowboy who had basically taken Boba Fett's armor, and I was like, that that's absolutely awesome because I love westerns. Like, right. Westerns are my other big fandom outside of science fiction okay. and outside of Star Wars. And uh, the, the idea that this Clint Eastwood type character had suddenly just taken Boba Fett's armor and was using it not to be Boba Fett, but just to do what he needed to do was mm -hmm. just like, that's like, that was just for me, perfect Star Wars. Yeah, definitely. Um, so did you, did you end up, uh, did you end up reading the books or did you just kind of go with what you had known as because of uh, uh, Wikipedia? Uh, to be honest, I'm just ducking off camera for a sec. Um, to be <laughs> honest, I went, uh, I, I read the articles 
And then I uh, went to try to read the books. Um, and I said try, uh, but I won't go into that. Um, uh, I, I highly recommend reading the Wikipedia articles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I, I, I kind of got like, there, he's a great character um, and, and he, he introduced some fantastic characters into the lore. Yeah, but I definitely. Feel like, I feel like he was writing a script mm. first and writing backwards into a novel and maybe he didn't have the time to finish, but I don't want to, I don't want to say anything outside of that or criticize him because maybe sure. that wasn't the case. Uh, I'm sure there are fans of the novels, but you know. I'm happy we got Cobb Vant in live action anyway. That's, that's all. I mean. Yeah, I think uh, Star Wars is so interesting because you have these moments where you can, you know, for instance, uh, let's say that you're not a fan of the sequel trilogy. Mm. Um, even if you're not a fan of the sequel trilogy, I think we can all agree that uh, it was really fun to get to meet and grow with yeah. Kylo Ren. You know what Absolutely. I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. so. Even, you know, The Last Jedi was probably the most most controversial uh, Star Wars movie we've ever had. And even mm. still, the character development of Kylo Ren in that movie is so cru so crucial and, and so good. And Adam Driver does such a great job fleshing out that character. Mm. I think mm. the same can be saved for the uh, for the Aftermath trilogy. I think Absolutely. that. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that. Uh, and I feel kind of bad for Mr. Windig because the promises from Del Rey and, and, uh, and Disney and Star Wars itself was like, Hey, you have questions about, you know, what happens to the empire. And, um, it was also during the time where we had no idea who Snoke was, but everyone wanted to know who Snoke was. Mm. And they had kind of hinted at the fact that we're going to find out his origins in these books and he's nowhere to be found. <laughs> there's, nowhere. there's no Snoke in all three books. There's... So, uh, but I think Cobb Vanth was, was the, you know, the pot of gold at the end of that kind of treacherous rainbow because, uh, you know, he's such a beloved character and I was so excited to see him, you know, on screen. Absolutely. And, you know, there was other great material there with the other bounty hunters as well. Like, like I think Aftermath was the first novel in canon where Dengar had a, a significant role as well, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. And like, it, there was a, there was a great sequence in the, where he was fighting, I think was a Jessamari in the first novel or one of those characters. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, like, it, it kind of highlights how old he is because mm -hmm. the Dengar is like pushing 60 when he's in the original, in the original trilogy. Like, and it's right. It's great because you don't get that perspective in legends at all. Right. Um, yeah. I think in legends, it's like he was 40, 10 years ago and he's 40 today. Like yeah, he just, just kind of takes the same just, age. <laughs> But He's I like think Spider-Man, he's always 17. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, it was really cool because, uh, again, I think the best part, um, not to rain on the parade of the characters that, that Mr. Windig created, because I thought that, uh, I thought Sinjir was an interesting character. Mm. Um, obviously, uh, Mr. Bones is the coolest original character. Oh, yeah. He's a repurposed B1 battle droid that's like a, a killing machine with a heart. But um, I thought he did really good work um, Obviously, Cobb Vanth was an original character. That's probably the, the most important one. Uh, but he also, like some of his Lando's, Lando stuff, Han stuff yeah. was pretty good. And I really appreciated that not only did we get Dengar back, but we also got to experience uh, Imbo because Imbo yeah. and Dengar were working together in that, in that uh, I guess the little side stories were called interludes. Yeah. And uh, so that was really interesting. And I wish that the interludes, um, I don't know if you've read or listened to the Thrawn Ascendancy trilogy from Tim Zahn. Um, oh yeah, I haven't yet, but it's on. It's, it's on the. It's on the list. 
It yeah, is on the list. The final book in that trilogy just came out a little while ago. Mm. And there's something that uh, that Zahn does that's really interesting, which is he will have, um, you know, let's say we're at chapter five and then you'll have memories. And so they float back and forth between chapters and memories. And the thing that's the most important, though, is that the memories chapter affects the current time chapters, if that makes sense. So let's say we're, you know, it's kind of like that meme that's like, you might be wondering how I got here, you know, mm. and it, it's kind of like that thing where you see Thrawn's in this predicament or he meets someone and they're like, oh, wow, you again. And then the next chapter is a memories chapter and it introduces that character or how Thrawn knows that character. Um, I think that if Mr. Windig would have done something where the interludes had something to do with the mm. main storyline, maybe it played out better. Um, Absolutely. But uh, I guess today's topic of conversation is obviously I'm a huge Boba Fett fan. You're a mm -hmm. huge Cobb Vanth fan. And we also like the other character. Like I love Cobb Vanth, but Boba Fett's my main guy. You mm. love Boba Fett, but obviously you're a Cobb Vanth guy. So I guess we were, we were messaging back and forth on Instagram, which as toxic and, and terrible as social media is, it's cool mm. that we get to meet guys like me and you probably never would have met if it wasn't for Instagram and social media and star Wars. So that's really cool. Mm. Um, but I guess we were talking and we were wondering if Boba Fett comes across Cobb Vance on Tatooine. Uh, I think that Filoni didn't just bring, you know, Favreau and Filoni didn't just bring him out of Canon books to have him in one episode of the Mandalorian and we never see him again. My thought is we're probably going to see him again at some point. Mm. So let's say Boba Fett and Cobb Vance meet how do you see that going? Do you think that they coexist or do you think there's any kind of rivalry because he had Boba's armor? I know there's an awful lot of sort of speculation and commentary in the community about, and I would call this kind of a, a misinterpretation where yeah. people are saying that, you know, Vant is, you know, the canon version of Jodo cast, but he isn't really because he wasn't trying to be fit. All he was doing was using the armor to protect his people. Yeah, I totally I, agree. I feel that I feel that Fett he he name checks Vant in the episode where he he returns, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. which kind of implies that he, he knew him. Now, whether that's that he's only discovered who he was, or whether that's he's known him for the last five years since Return of the Jedi, and he was aware of what he was doing, has yet to be, you know, confirmed. But I get the feeling it's more the latter that he knew who Vant was and mm -hmm. that he. Even if he didn't like him, he he respected his, you know, morality and what he was trying to do. I agree. Um, so I I, got, I kind of get the feeling there's potential for a grudging respect there. I I don't know if you have you, and I don't know if some of your viewers, if they're old enough or young enough. But anyway, I've watched Deadwood. I mm. I feel that there's a potential for a similar relationship, or even justified, a potential for a similar relationship between. Vant and Boba Fett as there was between Timothy Olyphant's character in those series and the mm -hmm. sort of antagonist character yeah, in yeah. those where it was kind of a love-hate thing. Yeah, it's almost kind of like a similar to, uh, oh my gosh, is it, uh, I can't remember the character with a real big smile from Justified. Uh, 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 Boy Crowder. Yeah, yeah, they have kind of a mm. love-hate relationship. And it's more of the, they respect each other, but they can't, it's like they're one's a lawman, one's an outlaw. But yeah. I think it's very similar. And I think you you hit the nail on the head. I was thinking I usually write down little bullet points or whatever for when I'm doing an episode. And uh, something that I had written down was 
uh, Cobb Vanth isn't Jodo cast. Like that was literally okay. something I'd written down. Uh, for those of you who aren't privy to what we're talking about, um, there's a comic from back in the day called Twin Engines of Destruction. I don't know how I remember this stuff, but uh, <laughs> but there's this guy going around and because the Mandalorian armor wasn't something that was widely spread out, even in the Mandalorian, it's it's there's fewer, but there's more than, mm. you know, back in the 90s, it was like Boba Fett has this armor and nobody knows where it's from. And he's the only one that has it. You know, it mm. kind of had that even more mystical status. But um, there was a young man by the name of Jodo Cast who was going around and he wasn't just using Mandalorian armor without approval. He was telling people, I'm Boba Fett. And that was, he was kind of, he was using that for, for, you know, the young people would say for clout, you know, like yep. he was, he was using that to get him into the nightclubs, you know, like stuff like that, <laughs> where it's like, oh, I don't know if you noticed, but I'm Boba Fett. Um, and so he, uh, Boba Fett ends up catching up with him. And there's much more of a, an enmity towards Jodo cast. Mm. I think that, not only is the situation different, um, but let me know if you agree. I think Boba Fett's character and personality are much more docile than what we got in Legends. I think to a degree, I would agree. But at the same time, while he was an awful lot angrier in Legends, the new, I think the new version of Boba Fett is capable of far greater violence than the version that was in legends because the, yeah. the original version the original image was basically clint eastwood in a spacesuit right you know just kind of quick draw that's it whereas mm -hmm. this guy like we've seen how boba fett dealt with the stormtroopers in in on titan like it was it was brutal um, yeah and, and without his armor at first too just with yeah. uh, with the tuscan just, gear basically beating people with a stick you know it's, yeah. <laughs> it's hardcore <laughs> stuff um <laughs> But like, I I feel I don't know if if it was if there was a I I think there's a, still a potential for Jodo cast to actually be introduced as well. Oh, that would be awesome. But I think if that was to happen, cast would have to really be made into a bigger character. You know, he'd have yeah. to have he'd have to make some waves. I think he'd have to be he'd certainly have to be more dangerous than he was because i think he actually originated as a sort of an R, uh, one of those rpg npc characters in the, mm. the source books okay and it was it was after that that he went into the into that comic that you were you were talking about but right. he, like he he hadn't got any character development it was literally just he's here now fat kills him that's it that was yeah all it was very famous. yeah there was this this moment where it's like uh Boba Fett just puts his blaster on the back of Jodo yep. Cast's helmet and is like, this is an ambush and you're dead. <laughs> like, that's yeah, that's, like, the, that's the iconic That's panel, the whole like dialogue. The, yeah. 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 Um, but I, I agree. I think that uh, Cobb Vant is, if anything, he's the furthest thing from mm. uh, from Jodo Cast because if Boba Fett would have walked up to Jodo Cast in Legends and said, hey, man, identity theft is not a joke, Jim, you know, <laughs> and like <laughs> I, I was telling him like, hey, you got to give the armor back. Jodo Cast would have been like, I don't know who you think you are, but I'm like, he would have stuck to his guns almost, you know? Absolutely. I yeah. think um, when the Mandalorian says, hey, you can't have that armor, man. Like that belongs to the Mandalorians and I respect what you're doing. You know, Cobb Vanth, if the Kray Dragon hadn't been there, Cobb Vanth may have just very well just handed over to, to yeah. 
Dinjarin. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it was because there was a necessity that we get the the episode we do. Mm. But if that necessity wasn't there, he may have just gone, "Yeah, you're right. The right thing is to hand this back over." And I got I I needed it. I got the use out of it. My people are safe now. Mm. No big deal. He was. It was. There was no. Uh, there was no resistance. I don't think. No. 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 Um. So. Do you think so? Do you believe that Boba Fett knew who Jodo Cast was? Or, sorry, not Jodo Cast. I'm so sorry, Kyle. <laughs> uh, do you think that Boba Fett knew who Cobb Vanth was? And if so, obviously he knows the name, but do you think how, on a scale of one to 10, how aware of Cobb and what he's been doing on in Freetown do you think he was and for how long before the Mandalorian season two takes place? I was just thinking as you were, as you were describing um about about cast there as well I, I was just thinking wouldn't it be hilarious if it turned out that that fet the very day that din jaren went to go into mos pelgo fet was about to go in as well and be like give me back my armor yeah. <laughs> just, i mean just like god damn it <laughs> yeah he lost he, he he lost it so that dramatic that dramatic turn is actually like fet just secretly like cursing the whole situation because he has to go and yeah. find somebody else now just track um, down the armor <laughs> But I, I do get the feeling there's been a space of time where he, like, if Fett's supposed to be the greatest bounty hunter in the galaxy, he's going to have that armor tracked down within minutes of, of when he lost it, if, if right. it's gone. You know, he's going to know where it is. He's going to know what the situation with it is. Even if he, even if it takes a space of time, like I'm looking at the, the slave one behind you there, uh, Joe, and I'm saying to myself, yeah, yeah. Because we've seen the clip in the trailer where he he obviously is reunited with Slave One after a certain amount of time, or at least that's how I interpret it. Right. So yeah. Maybe... It seems like that's a that seems like that's a a moment between episode one of last season and obviously yeah. episode six of last season when he's he's flying in again. Yeah, I think yeah. that's taking place during the Mandalorian season two. So potentially, potentially he like I would have even said maybe even that's a bit before I was wondering like if if he had to gain access to slave one mm -hmm. and then use that to find the armor maybe through some inbuilt tracking device or whatever oh yeah that makes sense yeah because um, you you've got your chain code which is essentially mm -hmm. like you know in the bad batch the chain code is being established because it's a means of the empire tracking everybody but Boba Fett's had the chain code attached to his armor for other personal reasons to prove mm -hmm. he is who he says he is it makes a lot of sense that, um, you know, if you're an up and comer bounty hunter, or if you have a problem with Boba Fett, or if you hate the Mandalorians or whatever, uh, you know, the, the worst thing you can do is to steal his armor. I can totally see him having some kind of tracking device in slave mm -hmm. one. That's a really good point. I think in, um, in the, 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 what was it called? Was it the armor wars or the Mandalorian? armor trilogy oh you know, the, that, uh, the bounty hunter wars the mandalorian yeah, armor was the first uh book of the three yeah there's a scene in that where he uses the armor or one of those novels he uses the armor and slave one co comes to him i think isn't it mm -hmm, there's, mm -hmm. there's a sequence similar to that so potentially like there could still be a potential for that i i'd love i honestly love to see an, a scene in, in the book above where he like presses a button and the slave one just comes up over like a town yeah, or a combat is... zone yeah, it doesn't seem, I guess, because of we're in 2021 and you can remote start your car and things, it doesn't seem like that big of a deal. But in, I want to say it was in uh, Timothy Zahn's Dark Force Rising, they talked about having uh, slave ships, not, not ships that transport slaves, but basically it's a ship that uh, has essentially, <clears throat> let's just say like a Bluetooth connection to mm -hmm. another ship or to your armor or whatever. 
in the same way that we can remote start our car. It was like groundbreaking, you know, when Timothy Zahn wrote it, but uh, they could basically have a whole fleet on standby. You don't have to be in the ship to fly the ship, I guess was the point. And so I think that'd be really cool if you could see, um, there was a fan film, I don't remember how long ago or what it was called or whatever, but there's a moment where he, Boba crawls out of the Sarlacc and he still got his armor in this fan film or whatever. And he, he hits something on his gauntlet, one of them. And over the, the, one of the dunes of the dune sea slave one comes flying. Um, I can totally see us seeing something like that. I think it would be sick if what if Fett gets in a, I don't know if you watch game of Thrones, but mm. um, you know, there's that moment where Daenerys is kind of like up against the wall and she's like, she's dead to rights. It's like season three or four or something. And uh, she calls on the dragons and they come and burn everybody yeah. to save her. It would be cool if there's a moment where, and here's a, Hey, this, this is, it could be prophetic right here. Just saying, <laughs> but what if there's a moment where him and Finnick are kind of dead to rights and they're surrounded and he's, you know, beep, pop, boop, and slave one comes around and just, just like takes everybody out that would be sick um but i think you know the the boba fett of old and legends from like the the 90s and early 2000s i think that he was more emotionally ruthless but less physically dangerous just like you're saying i think that the boba fett i I know you've been keeping up with some of these videos i've been putting out of the legacy of the force whenever he's kind of that's to me, mentally and leadership wise, that's his prime when he starts to it really is, yeah. go, okay, like, you know, Finn Shisa told him, like, you got to get past yourself. Like, you're not mm-hmm. a man if you protect just yourself. And mm-hmm. obviously for Boba, that's a big deal to be a man and to be a leader, obviously trying to make his dad proud. And so I think that level of mental maturity coupled with the physical danger that he imposes from the Mandalorian, mm-hmm. I hope to see those two things combine in the book of Boba Fett. Mm. And I think a character like Cobb Vance could actually, excuse me, could actually be a real benefit to Boba Fett because Boba has kind of had this tunnel vision his whole life of like, Mm. what do I do to become Jango Fett? Essentially, you know, what do I do to be the best version I can be for my dad? Mm. And um, for Cobb Vance, he's actually been enslaved before and he knows the bigger picture of life and that people are more important than than you know your legacy is how do you treat people essentially you know what i mean um i would love to see them team up and going back to a couple of you know ideas ago videos ago about boba fett having the solid black armor and the war of the bounty hunters it would be, obviously in legends he's had multiple sets of armor yeah. um it would be sick if he had an extra set and he's like, you know, you need this more than me or whatever. And he gives, yeah. he has his armor that's re-armored, that's Django's. But if he had a, a separate set that he gave to Cobb Vant, you know what I mean? Even even like the, uh, I'd love to see, like, I think the, the holiday special colors would look really cool. On, on oh the my elephant. goodness. Don't even get <laughs> me the, started. With the gold and the red. It looked just yeah. awesome. But- I think if uh, as an action figure, you know, collector and toy photographer or whatever, mm. I don't have any characters. I guess you could use like a Revenge of the Sith Obi-Wan Kenobi, but it would be a cool idea to take the holiday special figure that we, we've we gotten. Mm-hmm. You have the old uh, Legacy collection, you know, from mm-hmm. early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what it's like in Ireland, but it's like a total crap show trying to get exclusives on Target in the U.S. Um, oh, well, I, I tend to have uh, sometimes local sellers here manage to get them. So Really? That or I, I, I order most of the mainstream stuff from 
Big Bad Toy Store over in the US. But like, just ship the, it? yeah. But today now, for example, those those ARC troopers that went up, I, I ordered them off a local seller. Oh, so, nice. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say it would be really cool. The only like the only character I can think of that would resemble Timothy Oliphant's Cobb Vanth would maybe be a Revenge of the Sith Obi-Wan. It would be cool to put his head on mm. a holiday, you know, a holiday a Boba Fett body and just see what it looks like. That'd be interesting. Of course, we're getting the Black Series Cobb Vanth, but I'm I'm uh, anxiously awaiting the vintage collection version. Well, like you know what, like we've seen how much Hasbro absolutely adore ridiculous repaints for no reason. So uh, you know we could very easily see uh, just if whenever the TVC version comes along, you could easily see, at least I could, uh, you know, a version of him just in holiday special colors released at some point. Yeah, you know? yeah. And even if it didn't appear on screen, you'd at least have it for your shelf and your photographer and whatever you yeah, want to do with it. I think uh, I would love to see, uh, obviously, to call it what if would be kind of too much of a copycat, but it would mm. be really cool to. Um, there was a comic series uh, called Infinities, I want to say. Yeah, I read um, that. Yeah. It would be awesome if they had Star Wars Infinities on Disney Plus. I don't care if it's live action, anima animated, yeah. it's obviously easier as not easier as far as the process, but easier to be like, Okay, well, Ewan McGregor doesn't want to do it, so we'll just color him in. You know what I mean? Um, but it'll be super cool to get, um, you know, some of those characters. You know, you could get that's that's I think for me, as far as a marketing sales mind, that's the way you get the solo twins back into the Black Series and Vintage Collection. That's how you get, you know, some of those characters. Um, so let me ask you this. Uh, if you're, let's say that Disney Lucasfilm calls you tomorrow and they say, Joe, we need you bad. Not enough Irishmen on set. Uh, we need you to direct your own Cobb Vance show. Where, where do you take it? Where does your mind go? I try and I suppose I, I look, my temptation would be to make, I would say a kind of a Star Wars Western, but we've, we've kind of had that. So maybe a variation of that I, i'd love to do i'd love to see a kind of a star wars equivalent to either deadwood or justified we were going to have that with the new republic rangers mm -hmm. but considering the uh the starring character and that now has sort of gone mia right and they haven't confirmed who was going to take or what is going to take over instead like i, I could see that being reworked as as a cob van vehicle um yeah i think so too maybe take him off Tatooine and give him like a, a role in the New Republic. Like, I think Cobb Vance would really work as a, 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 like an actual Star Wars equivalent to a Texas Ranger. You, you being from Texas, um, yeah. <laughs> you know, just sort of like one riot, one Ranger, you know, that kind of yeah. um, hard ass kind of stuff. And he would fit that perfectly. The one criticism, to be honest, I had of Cobb Vance in The Mandalorian was that he was sort of sanitized by comparison to the way he was in the book because mm -hmm. in the novels he was like he was pure timothy elephant hardass he was yeah in, he was yeah i think he was uh there's a moment where uh i can't remember the the character they changed the story a little bit when it got to the mandalorian but basically mm. he's trying to help free his friends and stuff and in, in what they end up renaming freetown mm. and there's that moment where they've got him like dead to rights and they've got him like all bloody and bruised up and he's like i'm not gonna stop until you kill me and if you don't kill me i'm gonna kill you and mm -hmm. i think to see timothy olfant can 100 percent deliver that line um i just want to see uh that would be really cool and i agree i think um 
you know, one thing that the Republic was supposed to have that we, there are these big parts of Star Wars that there's a line that you'll hear in a movie and it's like, well, hang on, what's that story? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that you can explore when they go and Anakin's a slave, Padme's like, well, slavery's illegal in the Republic. And they're like, yeah, Tatooine's not in the Republic. Um, obviously, slavery and drug trafficking in the underworld, even though it gets in the way of the empire, it also benefits the empire because mm -hmm. it creates the chaos that the empire can come in and control and say, mm -hmm. hey, look what we did for you, you know? Yeah. Um, the New Republic, I would assume, would work very hard at getting rid of you know the the underworld not not the underworld as far as um bounty hunters and things like that but like you know obviously this is like a dark place to go with it but obviously uh -huh. like places on tatooine like you know sex trafficking is happening you know uh -huh. that like spice and drugs and all those things it would be really cool if Cobb vanth was a character that that you know let's say it's leia you know leia organa solo or it's uh Mon Mothma, you know, hears of this guy. And I think that Cobb Vanth has rubbed elbows with enough people that the word could get out. Hey, there's this character that took over a town full of slaves on Tatooine. Mm -hmm. Let's get him on board. And like you're saying, maybe he becomes like, you know, uh, a Texas Ranger style character, mm -hmm. but he's out and about. He's going to Corellia. He's going to Narshada. He's going to these mm -hmm. places with the backing of the New Republic. I think that would be sick. And maybe that's a good way to get him some new Republic style armor that isn't technically Mandalorian, but has that same aesthetic and has that same look to it. You know what I mean? Or even to sort of change up the, the his appearance so that he looks more sort of stereotypically Timothy Elephant Cowboy, you know, with the with the hat and and everything. Like Yeah, we, yeah. We have, there's loads of examples and legends of characters with uh with cowboy hats, well, Star Wars cowboy hats, right? But in canon, like so far, we've only got Cabane, and like mm -hmm. there's there's got to be more hats in the galaxy, <laughs> like you know. Yeah, what I, mean? I agree. <laughs> yeah, I think like uh, it was really crazy because when the when the Dark Horse comics were kind of at their peak between episodes two and three, that was like the comics we're getting now are fantastic. Um, every Wednesday, I open up my Marvel app and I'm like, I just search Star Wars and see what single yeah. issues have come out, you know. Um, but prime dark horse comics to me was between episodes two and three because they were just pumping out clone wars content getting you ready for revenge yeah, of the sith absolutely um and you had uh kakrook the the whippet who yep. um later on in dark horse times whenever it's uh it's the legacy era with kate mm -hmm. skywalker he is that cool um the sombrero of the orient as we've called it yep. on on the podcast um, but that ended up becoming iconic. Like anytime I talk to you or Finn or Brandon Skelton mm -hmm. astronaut, some of these other guys in the council and stuff like that. Um, when we're talking about a, a Kukrook remake, we're like, you know, the figure itself is actually pretty great and it already has soft goods. Just repack it, make it not $85 minimum loose mm -hmm. and put that little, you know, that little hat in there with them. And that's the only way you can make it better, you know? Mm -hmm. So there's definitely lots of hat options out there. I think of, uh, you know, the Constable Zuvio hat that has become kind of notorious. Every time you see a character like that, you're like, is that Zuvio? Yeah. And, and I still, yeah. to this day, I don't know if there's just other characters that have that hat. I think there's more than just him. But every time I just assume it's him because of how many toys were put out of him for no reason. Um, but like Imbo, dude, I can see Cobb Vance, you know, not that it's a metal, you know, 
UFO style hat, but I can see him having a hat that is also a utility. You know what I mean? Embo had that hat that was like basically Captain America's shield, but on his head. So that would be really cool. I could, I, I, what I think would be really cool, well, I, I think you're, it could stray into the Jodo cast territory, but it'd be awesome if uh, in the Book of Boba Fett, you know, there was a scene uh, and, you know, Cobb Vanth did beat, team up with Boba and say, as you put in your podcast there, that, that Cad Bane did appear. If they were to defeat him and Boba just bends down, picks up the hat and goes, this is yours now. They gotta be like, oh, dude, that would be iconic. <laughs> yeah. Just That'd put that on cool. or whatever. <laughs> you know what I mean? It'd be cool. I love that because Filoni is involved, he knows all the little lines that help with things. Yeah. So it would be cool if, you know, Timothy Oliphant bends down and, like you said, they've taken Cat out and he puts on the hat and he could say, man, this is a nice hat. It would be yeah, cool if know. they gave that line or something like that. Because he even in, in Justified, the, the last season of it, like the character basically spoiler alert gets a new hat but you know it's 10 years now so you haven't watched it by this stage <laughs> right 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 so he could you know it could be like a different kind of look you know what i mean yeah i agree i think that would be cool i think that there's a lot more um this is how i felt with thrawn when i was reading the heir to the empire trilogy when i first started learning about thrawn i was thinking there's so many characters that are good but not great mm. in star wars why aren't we getting more about this character and now we're finally getting you know now there's just mm. a treasure trove of like you have because it's cool because I've said that you've heard me say this a million times, but even though legends is legends. Now, if I want to open up my audible app or go to my bookshelf and get air, the empire, Disney's not going to say, don't read that. You know what I mean? Nope. Like they're still, they still want you to enjoy those things because they're still getting revenue from it. You know what I mean? So um, the air to the empire trilogy, the, the Thrawn trilogy, now the ascendancy trilogy, they're finally really fleshing out this character. Yep. And I do think that Cobb Vanth and his personality and, um, he's kind of, he's kind of a Han Solo character with stronger convictions and, and more bad to the bone than Han Solo. And I think that Absolutely. we could really capitalize on that character. He's also, he's also like Star Wars is first, like, you know, we've got loads of gunfighters in Star Wars. We've got right. loads of outlaws. Like he's actually really the first, and even in legends, there wasn't really that many He's the first Western lawman archetype. Yeah, I agree. And, I feel like there's there's huge room to capitalize off that as well mm -hmm. and have even not just him, but have other characters in that sort of, you know, in that sphere. Archetype. Yeah, you I agree. Because I mean? um, yeah, in Legends, um, you've you've obviously I assume you've seen the uh, the Old Republic RPG yep. trailers. I played it, yeah. yeah. You have that character with the cowboy hat, but when you first meet him, he's arrested because he's, you know, he's smuggling spies. Yeah. Like he's not really a good guy. Like he, yeah. he's the Han Solo character that takes a turn for the better. But Cobb Vanth is, is really, like you said, he's one of our first characters that has the heart that he has, but also has the, you know, the carries himself in that Western lawman type way that we've never mm. really seen before. And I think that that style is such a beloved style. Mm. Um, you know, it's, uh, I think it's so great. And I think it's, it's, you know, it's to me as an American, it's so cool to have someone from another country talk about how they love Westerns, you know, cause mm. that's, you know, that's, uh, I get, especially in Texas, you grow up with that. You know what I mean? Like my, uh, my, my mom and my stepdad were just at the house picking up my kids to take them to, uh, a little thing for the day, you know, Christmas thing in town. Mm. And my stepdad walks in and he's wearing a cowboy hat and uh, he's got a, they have rattlesnakes where they live. 
Yeah. And anytime they see a rattlesnake, they kill it, they skin it, and they make a hat band. So my stepdad walks in, he's got this big old black cowboy hat with a rattlesnake hat band around it. And I was like, if if Vance Armory was here, he would just crap his pants looking at that cool outfit. Um, <laughs> but we we haven't had a Star Wars character like that. And I think that it's it's an untapped, you know, to use a Texas term, an oil mine, you know, an, mm. a, an oil uh, patch. So I think that would be really cool. Um, before before I let you go, and we wrap this thing up. Uh, being from Ireland, do you are you a fan or is he overrated over there? of uh conor mcgregor in the ufc i'm not gonna make any comments on that individual okay so uh i'm a huge mma ufc fan so like saturdays i'm always watching them and stuff um so it's probably here's my guess it's similar to i guess like lebron james here in the u.s where it's like you have a crowd of people that love him and he's the goat and you have a crowd of people that they can't stand him it's probably pretty well split over there huh well there's other shades to the to the situation uh, mm. that we would know about locally that might necessarily be known of abroad. Oh, dang. Okay. So this is like an offline conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. <laughs> hey, well, this is pretty cool. I don't think we've ever really done a third party interview on the podcast before. And uh, I've had a blast. It's, you know, it's, awesome. it's, it's wild every time, um, you know, I know what Brandon skeleton astronaut looks like. And when I walked into, to meet him, I was like, this guy's not a skeleton with a helmet on. So it was still crazy <laughs> when I, when I answered the, the zoom call, it was funny that I was still waiting to see like Tim, Timothy Oliphant with the red scarf. Um, but it's cool to see you face to face, Joe. I hope you have an awesome day. Um, thank and thank you for, for being on the podcast with us. And thank you, Joe as well. And awesome, I hope you awesome. have a happy Christmas. Thank you very much. You guys have a Merry Christmas over there. You'll get there uh, six hours before me. So if anything crazy happens in in, uh, in December or uh, in 2022, you'll have to let me know before it gets to me. I bet, of course. Awesome, awesome. Okay. Well, uh, thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, this has been day 25 of 30 Days of Boba Fett. If you enjoyed this, please subscribe to the channel, turn on notifications, follow us on Instagram and Twitter. And as always, may the force be with you.